Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Tim Stedheimer, Regional CIO with Ascension Information Services. In this segment, Stedheimer discusses how introverts can survive and even thrive in the CIO role. The question you should ask your team if you really want to get to know them and the enormous value that relationship building can bring to an organization. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. One thing that I find pretty interesting is that um, we're seeing some changes in the types of people who, who hold roles like the CIO but there, there is sometimes still uh, a tendency to maybe be somewhat more, more of an introvert or not as outgoing. And do you have any uh, kind of suggestions for CIOs on how to really keep open communication lines, especially if that's something that's not necessarily their nature? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and I would say um, having had my first career path be within clinical psychology, I'm, I'm well in tune with the uh, different gifts that people come with in terms of personality types or, or skill sets and other things. So, you know, introverts, it can be, uh, it can be draining to actually be continually pressing the flesh, as it were, being out and about and trying to uh, work the relationships and, and have presence. That, that can be draining. So I, I would, a couple of things. For those people who, rather than finding relational um, time energizing, they find it draining, I think what you have to do is create a balance for yourself. You have to be self-aware knowing how you do recharge, what is important in terms of your own personal um, time, whether it's time to reflect, time to be outside, time to um, uh, spend time on your health or or just reading a quiet book, whatever it may be, recharging, uh, if you have introvert tendencies, is, is crucial. You will just um, you will <laughs> just be miserable if you don't do that. Now that's also important for extroverts. But I guess the the, the benefit extroverts have in the CIO job is that um, relational work is today the biggest part and the most important part of what they do. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong. Extroverts have their own pitfalls that they can stumble into in this job because extroverts and I'm generalizing here often. Um, prefer not to be spending the time at the desk or going through detailed reports or, or really um, spending time getting deep in a particular issue. That can be generally true. And frankly, you have to do that on some fronts these days. It's just, it's just uh, unfortunately a situation where in, in many ways you have to be all things to all people. <laughs> so regardless of whether you're an introvert or extrovert, the CIO job will have challenges for you, and it's just going to – you have to start with self-awareness, knowing what, um, what really does energize you and what drains your energy. And then for those things that drain your energy particularly, you have to manage the amount of time you spend there. And, and frankly, the, the CIO job today is 80 to 90% relationship work. So you just – you are in that introvert kind of space. You really have to be – um, intentional about how you spend your downtime because it, it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. So hopefully that, that helps. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it is interesting. You talk about how much of this role really is about uh, r- relationships, and that uh, really pertains so much to, to the staff. And wanted to get some of your thoughts, too, on um, 
the challenge so many CIOs face of, of being able to, to retain and, and continue to grow their, their key people. Yes. You know, um, what has been true forever is still true. Most of the time when staff are unhappy and they end up leaving, it's because the, the leader that they're, they're following doesn't fit, they don't fit well with. Um, usually that's their direct leader. And so, you know, that has implications for the CIO in that the CIO is a leader of leaders. They have to exercise a high degree of awareness about the leadership team that works for them. Um, and that can be all layers, whether you're in a, in a uh, small organization with perhaps two or three direct reports, and that is your management team, or whether you're in a large, complex organization with layers of uh, you know, directors, senior directors, and others who you're, you're responsible to lead, um, a large amount of your time has to be spent in developing those leaders. And that means personal time in terms of relationship work. Again, when I say relationship work, let me be specific. For your leadership team, you need to know who they are. Um, if you can't, if you if you don't know their names, you you've you've got to get that down first, obviously. But in in a world where our work really does represent so much of our life, and it is important to be aware not just of a of a person as a as a laborer or as a worker, but frankly to be aware of them as a person, to know that they do have um, a background, they have family, they have um, preferences, hobbies things they enjoy, um, how they – so you have to begin to know people as people. Okay, I'll give you another good example. Um, I was able to spend uh, – when I mentioned the trip, I mentioned the breakfast in Indiana, I was able to spend some time with um, uh, some of our teams in Oklahoma and Kansas this last week who I'm just getting to know because they've, they've just come into the region. And one – you know, I usually will ask people um, a question that sounds like this as we're introducing ourselves, tell me, tell me about where you're from. And that, that question sounds simple, but it's, it can be, have layers of depth to it because where you're from um, speaks not just to where perhaps you live now, but where you grew up and where your family is from and, and where you have your roots. And, and, and that is filled with personal depth and meaning. So it's one of my favorite questions to ask people when I'm meeting them for the first time. Um, and it's a great question, even if you've been around uh, maybe your team for years, it's a great question to just go a little deeper with them on. So everybody, let's just sit around the table and talk about, uh, I want us to just share a little bit on this question. Let's talk about where we're from. And what's funny to me is that um, as I have done that, sitting around tables with different leaders at different times, I may go sit down at a table where everyone around the table has been working together for 10 years or more. But when I ask that question, I can hardly think of a time that something didn't come out about most, if not every person at that table, that not everyone else knew. Hmm. Um, and, and in the connections you're able to form, the depth of relationship becomes a whole, lot, a whole lot more significant. And why is that important? Because people want to be in places, working, serving, where they are known and where they're appreciated. And again, I, I mentioned the relationship word. That's, that's got to start with a relationship. It's hard to express appreciation in a way that's meaningful for someone if you don't know them um, because everyone has sort of their own language that they um, hear when it comes to 
praise and appreciation. Some people, a verbal thank you is, is what they're really looking for. Some people, um, a, a little thank you card may do, the, may do much more. Um, some people, it's, you know, some simple, simple gift. Or there's all kinds of things. If, uh, doing someone thing for someone, an act of service, maybe another. We all have different languages that we um, are able to build relationships on. And um, being able to know people is, well, it's a starting point for the CIO job, frankly. You can't get things done if you don't. Or if you do, you're going to get them done on a very short basis, and uh, you'll fall into the category of leader that sort of cycles through different organizations on, in, in, a, in a short short term. You know, I find that to be, while uh, some enjoy that and coming in as change, change agents like that, you know, I've always preferred the, the deeper connections within an organization that are possible, which can help the organization truly um, in, its, in its journey towards mission, vision, and realization of the values that the organization has. That, that, that's truly meaningful. Right. Right. So it seems like so much of this, this focus is on really being invested and, and showing that you're invested. And, um, yeah, yeah, you have to care. You tr- I, maybe if I'm to sum it up, you really have to care. You have to care about the organization, and you have to care about the people you work with. Um, that, that's sort of a fundamental <laughs> starting point. And, you know, I'm not saying if you don't, you can build that, um, that attitude. But, again, it has to be something that you're committed to doing. If, uh, if you're coming in just sort of as a, um, you know, to deal with a problem and then get out, and that's, that's it. That's just not going to inspire a depth of um, trust, relationship, or confidence from people who are already there and have dedicated probably years, if not decades, of their lives to the place you're serving at. Right. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.